interactive fire table, the comfort of enduring polywood patio furniture, unique yard art, and decorative flags for every season. Visit Mountain View Nursery and Garden Center. This is all about home construction, and here's your hosts, Terry Canel Beck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Morning, Terry. Happy Saturday, man. Happy Saturday to you all out there. Woohoo! A lovely high country football game. We're going to have a bunch of other things going on in the region Saturday. 40-plus thousand people coming into Boone. But that's okay. And you got Bristol this weekend? That's what I mean. Like, Bristol's going on. Uh, I think something else smaller was going on. I, yeah, know, I think it was me, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know. Um <laughs> Everybody's coming in for the VFW steak dinner, coming off the mountain to come in and, and eat some steak at Randy's dinner tonight. It's Rock and Roll Kitchen, firing up at 4 o'clock. Uh, you show me some pictures now. Those steaks look pretty thick and juicy. Oh, yeah. The big ones are for all you big eaters out there. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, so them 32 ounce ribeyes right at two and eight two and a quarter thick. Ooh, so is this one of those you need to plan ahead things and call ahead and reserve or can i just show up at four o'clock just show up uh what we did was we downsized a little right uh, there's no bone in it this time so that actually cut the cost 10 bucks on the plate nice so we're 40 dollars for it uh we dropped four ounces on the uh a porterhouse down mm-hmm. to a twenty ounce, so that gets us down to thirty bucks. For nice, and Yum. Uh, and then we went back to the ten ounce ribeye, mm-hmm. you know, for little guys, little families, yeah, stuff like know. that, and uh, twenty dollars. And then uh, the salmon, the salmon started going over great. I sold ah, out of salmon nice. last time. Good for you. I'm glad somebody likes salmon. And then we have an you can have all of my salmon, by the way. I know he's got yeah. like that. But it's okay. Look, some people like it. I mean, and, and I get it. Yeah, and we're trying it. a new chicken dish. Um, yeah, I was I saw the picture you sent me, you showed me there. It's, a, it's um, an Italian gnocchi, gnocchi. Sure. And uh, does it look like I eat a lot of fancy foods, Randy? No, but you know what? Uh, that was a request to add chicken, and we did. You know, last you know it's been a while since we did the pork chops, yep. and the pork chops went over great. I like pork chops. You with, know, with I mean, the uh, peanut sauce, but. Pork chops are good. So if you want a, a good meal, and uh, come on out. You can watch the football game and and just enjoy life and beat the 40,000 at the stadium. It's going to get crowded and boom fast. Um, I noticed on the way in this morning when it was still dark, uh, tow trucks pulling people off campus that weren't supposed to be parking and Oh it's, wow! Uh, it's already started up. It's it's a, it's a busy morning. It's not even eight, hardly eight o'clock. So, um, but you know that's like it or love it, right? That's what makes Boone Boone. And uh, yes, it is. You know, one thing I get it. I complain too when it was as far as the traffic and stuff. And the truth is, though, um, it brings a lot of money into the county. And so, you, you for for economic reasons, you got to look at it and 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 kind of accept part of it. At least, so. well, we are we are a growing community, yep. and well, and I and, and I mean that's it, right? Like you got to, you got to either grow or or, or not, and and that's kind of where small town America is. Or you turn stagnant, and, and that's that's what happens so many places, especially in the Appalachian region, right? Uh, you know, when when you when you expand out into the region, when, I mean, look at look at all those places up in Kentucky that flooded. Was it last year? Yeah. You know, it's a, it, it, there's a lot of desolate, poor towns 
um, that didn't grow. And, um, you know, so like it or love it, at least we're, we're growing and we're, we're bringing more economic resources into the county. And, and I, yeah. I think that's a good thing. And that's what's really kept us alive yeah. here. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 why we have the best one of the best, if not the best school system in the county. It's why we you know, it's why we have. Uh, I mean, granted, we need to work on the infrastructure, and I think we could probably do a whole show of, of what we do need to improve. Um, but it, it's it's why we have what we do have, I guess. Well, we definitely need I mean, an infrastructure. We've needed an infrastructure for 20 years. Well, and I would agree with that. You know, when they, when 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 you've got three large two-lane highways coming into one two-lane road downtown, it's, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure traffic doesn't flow that way. Correct. Uh, and that's always been my issue. You know, when, when they expanded the four-lane, through New Market and all the way to, to King Street, you know, downtown at the um, Daniel, Boone Daniel Boone Inn there. Yeah, I, I always said it, it, it doesn't really make sense because traffic just stops there now instead of what used to be back up in New Market clogged up. Um, but then going to one, you know, 105, going to or from Banner Elk. You know, it used to be, depending on the time of day, you would get stuck in traffic going either to or from back into Boone, but now it's it's traffic both ways yeah backed up and well you know the biggest complaint about when they did 321 was blowing rock said you're going to destroy our right our you know downtown yeah well it didn't it actually increased the downtown the traffic flow because now you now it's a purpose you're not just piling through there and trying to get out of it that's right you're not running a uh, tractor trailer downtown and uh but the the to me the problem with boone though is they can't do like Blowing Rock did. You know, Blowing Rock was able to go around pretty easy still in terms of, of construction. But now in Boone, it's such a bowl, and you've built up. Where are you going to put the bypass if you did? Well, everybody complains about not destroying our mountains. Well, well if you're going to grow, you got to grow. And that, that, that's the whole thing. But anyway, I don't know how we got on this subject already, but it's okay. I guess I'd ever, that that. Tra- <laughs> Because we were complaining about traffic on a Saturday morning. That's how we got on this subject. My wife calls 421 in the morning to creepy crawlies. Oh, on. man. Uh, well, yesterday I had to go to uh, Carson's fo- you know, the, the Watauga football game um, down in uh, Lexington and left the school, had to go across King Street, get, you know, get ready, and then turn around and come back out. And I bet I spent an hour in traffic in Boone going across King Street and then back across King Street. You know, what is it, six miles or eight miles or whatever it is, it took me an hour to drive. I mean, it was a nightmare, nightmare, but it's all right. I made it to the game. They played good, 56-14. to 14. Congratulations yeah. to Watauga. Watauga's on fire, 5-0 and oh right now. So it's been fun to watch, been fun to watch. Hey, speaking of Watauga and the, and, and the, the football team, uh, part of the FCA group, um, at the, at Watauga High School is having a an event, Randy, on uh, October the eighth, and that's going to be a Fields of Faith event, and uh, they're they're inviting everyone out to that October the eighth Fields of Faith. So put that on your your long term calendar. Well, long term, it's not it's less than a month, but there you go. Hey, keep it in mind. There you go. So, well, so um, how's the world of construction going? We've talked a little bit about infrastructure and complained a little bit this morning, but. How's the world of construction going? Well, you know, we talked about 
we have t- mentioned that class I took a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yeah, you know, which we were required to do eight hours uh, a year to to retain our license. Right. And one of the biggest things about it was is you know uh, license changing, mm-hmm. all right? The amount of money that you can bill with, or not amount of money that you can bill with, but how how our license have increased. Right. Okay. Because of the cost of building. The state of North, you know, the people that does the classes uh, is, are from Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And it was very enjoyable to talk to this guy because, you know, he does work for uh state of North Carolina Home Builders Association. Right. And that's what he was talking about is, is prices are not going to go back down. They're no. going to increase. Exactly, exactly. And Well, and that's, you know, that, that'll eventually lead into their, to our topic here in just a little bit, a little bit. Um, Prices of anything is not going down, right? I mean, no, look at look at groceries, look at gas, um, and, and construction is not going to be any different. You know, it's uh, we were talking before the show. There's a, we saw a report where eighty eight percent of eighty eight percent of construction companies in the nation are reporting difficulty finding workers. Correct. Um, you know that alone is going to drive up the cost of of construction. You know, when when you don't have a workforce. The, when you do have, you know, the, the workforce you do have, they, they know they're in high demand and, you know, they, they can demand more money and, and get more money. And, and then that's just going to be passed on to the customer. Well, you know, let's let's little, do a little different scenario here. You've got the restaurant companies, you, you know, the, the fast yeah. foods yeah. wanting to hire between 16 and $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to teach somebody how to cook a little because everything you put it in the fryer and you push you the push button, a button, the timer goes yeah. Now, if you got a guy that's going to come out here and never drew, drove nails before, never read a set of plans, don't right. even know how to read a, read a tape, right? And they're wanting twenty dollars an hour. Now, who's going to pay for that? Well, and, and that's that's the catch. That's the problem. You know, there, there's, and I feel like more and more, you know, in today's construction, and by all means, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like in the construction field today. You get you've got to be a lot more specialized. In other words, you've got to be able to do that stuff. There's very few people who get to come in and and my job now is to clean up the job site and you know and haul the lumber. Like in other words, that those sort of the 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 labor the day laborers, if you will. Um, it, it seems like you know because of the 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 fact that we're it's hard to hire people and get people to stay. Like you don't have that uh, that what used to be the the um, you know, minimum wage guy cleaning up the job site. Correct. And uh, so when you pay, let's let's take this guy at $15 an hour that doesn't want to work for $15 an hour because he wants to go somewhere else and right. work for $20 an hour. Right. But if you're workman's comp, 17%. Right. See? Well, see, there you go. That's something that, that you know, that that's a whole other thing where while that – one let's just let's just say that worker's getting twenty dollars an hour. The business is paying more than twenty dollars per hour for that kid for that you know that that young worker. I mean, when you look at it, you're paying workman's cop, you're paying the other insurance. You're you've got to factor in the cost. Okay, he bent three nails, and while three nails may only be a few pennies a piece, well, he did that every day, you know, and and so stuff like that, those those little mistakes and. and you know, and I'm trying to exaggerate using a penny, you know, a nail. But the truth is, like, it, it adds up. You cut a board short, and now you're in short materials, and and that's just a part of doing business. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it, but the when, when you got the new person at twenty dollars an hour now, it's probably costing you what thirty dollars. No, no. At twenty dollars an hour, time you pay insurances and everything out, you're gonna to have to charge at least forty five to fifty dollars an hour for that person. See, see that covers your insurances, your your taxes. See. Just like you, your paycheck every month that you do, you know, you know what you pay in federal right. tax and uh, state tax, stuff like that. And your your half of your Social Security, your employer pays right. your other half. That's true. All right. But state of North Carolina don't tell you how much they pay you for your workman's comp. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't tell you how much they pay in liability insurance. Okay. Right. So. Well, because uh, the state gets under that tort reform instead. That's how they get around it. And uh, most people don't realize that if you've got $500,000 cash in your bank account that you can actually insure your employees yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. And Did that, not that used that. to be a real. Because yep. uh, that's what one thing my son, we've talked mm-hmm. to Will, you know, they own their own company, and now they, they've made enough money that, that they're wanting to start their own insurance plan for their people nice. through the funds in their company. And so I don't know what Oklahoma's is out there, but it used to be 500000 here in the state of North okay. Carolina. You had to prove that you could cover. But, right. you know, today, $500,000 is not going to cover nothing. No. You know, no. Uh, I just got to – I don't know what I was doing on my paperwork, but when I had the three stents put in, it was $105,000. Right. You know, yeah. for my stents. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the doctors out there did it. I'm glad I had Medicare. Right. But the same thing applies back to the construction field. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Our insurance, my insurance went up a million dollars in liability last year. Yep. Okay, because they want to drop builder, uh, builder's risk on, on a home. Exactly. And uh, so that puts, you know, instead of us buying the insurance to cover anything that's stole or burned or destroyed, now our liability insurance covers it. And the thing about it is it's a fight to get liability insurance to cover anything. Right. Because that paperwork's probably 40 pages of it and so many exemptions in it that mm-hmm. if, you don't, if you don't do what you're told, excuse me, I know that's a bad statement. If you don't do what you're required, right. then your liability insurance won't do it. And what I mean by that is if you don't follow code, regulations, mm-hmm. manufacturer specifications, liability insurance won't cover anything. Right, right. And people don't think about that. Uh, well, my roof's blown off. Well, the insurance guy comes out, he looks at it, and he finds out that the roofer only put three nails in the shingle instead of five. Yep. Okay? Then your insurance will not cover it. Exactly. So, see, there's there's a fine line. But then that goes back. You can make that argument, Randy. That goes back to when, um, you know, that you've got this guy that you're paying, this this new worker. It, well, they're going to make more mistakes, and mm-hmm. if they're not trained properly, and, and then then they're the ones who are going to be, you know, doing those mistakes when when it comes people, down to people it. People, think about this right here. Uh, I used to tell my employees that started out when, you know, I was paying them. I never did pay, pay minimum wage. Right. Okay. And and as a rule of thumb, you're going to cost me $10,000 the first year. Right. And they're going, what do you mean? 
I said, well, how many times a day do you ask me a question? And they said, well, what do you mean I'm asking something? I said, sometimes it's better to watch and learn than it is to stop everybody on the job from working because that's the time, that's the time, amount of time that you're losing because one minute is a dollar amount on the job. All right. Then you got to talk about sawing. What happens right. if they cut a, let's say, 20 studs uh, two inches short? Yeah, yeah, it ain't no big deal. You can turn around and use them in blocking. But that's what your cutoffs are on your other long materials that you can't get. Or what I mean, your drop, we call them a drop when you cut yep. off a piece and you can use them for corners and tees and stuff like that. So everything's a figured calculation on, on everything that we build. And let's say it takes 150 pickets to do a, a railing, okay, and you got a Pacific railing where you're going to put a it the rail bottom of the railing three and a half inches off right all right then you go put pickets in between them mm-hmm. all right and then all of a sudden they've cut them a half inch short right now they're all run well see that that's and and that goes back i mean and and yes there's someone out there saying well that's just the cost of doing business it is it is the cost of doing business but as a contractor you can't eat that cost every single day every single job you know, I mean, you you would go under, right? Correct. I mean, and and that's the thing, and, and it's, it's so. A lot of this is not, you know, Randy trying to make a hundred dollars on a you know profit. A lot of this is just Randy trying to stay afloat, you know, and 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 trying to, to trying to just to, just to make a profit, you know. And we're not talking where it's always going to be a large profit. And I think that's what, and and I made this argument. I've made it forever. Any business, right? When whenever you can start any business in the world. And um, people just assume that when you work for yourself, you make a lot of money, and and they don't because they don't see all those extra costs into it. Yeah, and they don't see that gray on your head, yeah. you know, from figuring the cost yep. out. But yeah. Anyway, we'll take a little break, and then we'll get back into the actual show this morning. Thanks for listening to us. Happy Saturday. <laughs> Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmill and equipment. From portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Give us a call, 828-262-1567, and we will put you right on the air if you have any questions. Or uh, check out the Facebook page, All About Home Construction, All About Home Construction at gmail.com. We get some emails occasionally from there. And uh, people listen to us all over on the podcast as well. So uh, if you miss this or you want to share it with some friends, if you're listening to us live on WATA, you can still go back and listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on 
YouTube now, too? Everybody knows how to search on YouTube. You know, everybody knows how to tell their smartphones or Alexa or whatever device you got to play something. And so uh, now you can. So there you go. We're, and I did it. Yeah, it works. On Alexa. I'm telling you, Alexa's my new friend. And, uh, but, uh, don't forget Randy's dinner coming up tonight, 4 o'clock, the VFW, some steak dinner. Uh, this is one of those you can show up for. You didn't have to pre-register or pre-whatever you want to call it. Uh, correct. Pre- I don't know. Pre-register, I no, guess, no. doesn't seem it's, like a, it's walk a in. fancy. This is a walk-in dinner. We so, uh, Reservations, that's the word I'm looking for, not registered. Regis- reservations. We're not having reservations no tonight. No reservations tonight, so. Talking a little bit of on uh, the show today, so we, it, this kind of ties into what our, our soapbox earlier of of infrastructure and then um, going into the cost of, of building and so much. Right when, when we start talking about the cost of building, and, and as I say this, Randy, by the way, is over here with a calculator and a sticky notes and a pen and staring at his computer, adding and subtracting and multiplying and dividing and counting on his fingers and toes. Um, so not, 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 <laughs> but, but I say that because it's such a weird thing when, when, in, in, when I go up to you, if I called you up on the phone, I'm like, Hey Randy, I want to build a house. How much is it going to cost me? There, there's really no answer to that. Right. I mean, we, we can see things and we can look online and we can see that the average square foot or the average building cost in North Carolina per square foot in Asheville is $150. The average square foot price in Wilmington's $130. And we see this and, and it ain't you can't believe it. But that's it. I mean it, this is like uh, there's so much that goes into it, you know. Like we can see averages, and we can look across the state, and we can say, okay, you know, the the, the material cost in a home for North Carolina is going to be, and then right, like whatever. I mean, the material cost itself. This one website we were looking at was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for material price, and then it says the contractors are charging, you know, for for their other professionals and stuff like that you're you're charging 10 to 20% on top of that and and it's just it's just then electrical costs and then roofing costs is not part of that so then you added that and plumbing costs i don't know I, I say that because there's so many things and it seems like it seems like everything you look at is like everybody wants to be cheap like cuz you know we want to buy cheap i mean you know we 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 want to get the best bang for our buck but when you look at it like there's no real answer because I mean, so much is in play, right? Correct. And uh, and what Terry was talking about me uh, uh, running numbers here, okay? And to give you an idea, a 16 foot pressure treated board number two from a local building supply here, not local, but you know, right. na- national chain, is 80 cents a, a running foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that's a number two. We've already discussed back in the uh, previous shows, you know, last year that your warranty's not worth nothing if you don't keep it. Right. And these boards are lasting about ten years. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so if you go with synthetic decking per linear foot, it's two dollars and sixty cents a mm-hmm. linear foot. Now that doesn't include the stainless steel screws or the clips. Right. Neither does the eighty cents a linear foot for the pressure treated include the screws. Mm-hmm. Or nails, which nails are cheaper. Everybody knows that, but 
there's nothing worse than a guy that don't know how to set set the pressure on his gun or the depth of his gun and he drives it underneath and all of a sudden here yeah. in a few years you got splinters coming yep. up. Yep. Yep. And uh but you know, I was uh you know, we've we've done material cost in the past, mm-hmm. okay? And you know, when things were really getting hard for COVID and everything was going yep. up. Well, uh sturdy sturdy floor plywood got up to $94.88 a few yep, years. Yep, we remember that. And then it got all the way down to $44 a sheet. All right? Now, today, it's $84 a sheet. Ugh, See, it's so doubled again. Yes, it has. And so these numbers that they're saying $150 a square, square foot is not achievable at all. Well, and, and that's, I mean, really, when you think about that, like, what would that even take? You're talking about... Bad insulation, you know, cheap, the cheapest insulation you can get. Yeah. You're talking about the cheapest framing lumber you can get. Um, like for one hundred and fifty dollars a square foot, you're you're talking about cheap carpet. You can't. Even, um, the thing about it is, you just it can't be done. No, I mean that that's that's where that's my point. Like, you're, you're talking about one, one, uh, you know, one electrical outlet and one little bitty. You know, no, no fancy, just a cheap uh, light. I mean, my point is, there, there's so many things that, like, for 150 dollars, if you can, even if to even get close to that, you're, you're talking about the most subpar materials you can. You're talking about plastic faucets, right? Yeah, and uh, you're talking about stuff you build trailers with. Yeah, okay. I mean, and that's 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 sort of where my point is. You, you, it's. It's just not realistic when you build a stick-built house. And uh, and, and I'm wondering, and I, and I don't know this, and, and maybe I need to do a little more research. Do when, when we say, okay, how much does it cost to build a house in North Carolina? And then we, we pull up these Forbes websites and, and these all these things, and you know we see this two or four hundred twenty thousand dollar price range kind of thing number getting through. Does that include in their figures these modular houses? I'd say it probably does. I would imagine they're, too. They're averaging. Uh, to give you an idea, uh, at, at Lowe's, a roller Romex, uh, two twelve, two hundred fifty foot rolls, one hundred eight bucks. Yep. Okay. Used to be. Oh, wait, how many roll? How many? How many feet? Two hundred fifty feet. You used okay. to get a roll for uh, twenty eight bucks. So let's say you had a room twelve by twelve or ten by ten, right? And you were running an outlet on every single wall. Well, there you go. You got to meet code now. Well, so. that's my point. My point is, though, to, to to run an outlet. If you wanted an extra outlet, how many extra feet are you going to have to go? There's a good chance, a very good possibility that you're doing half a roll to do one more outlet. Yeah, three twelve is uh, one hundred twenty six dollars. But now let's get back into some scenarios that came about in around 2008-9 in the green building industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, to make your home more energy efficient, they wanted you to run the wire down the middle of the stud, yep. drill through the floor, travel across, then come back up the wall mm-hmm. and go to the box and go back down and go all the way around the room like now that you've right there. doubled or tripled your, squ- your, your millennial foot on the, on the wire. Yes. And... Uh, and- and that's one thing, and I guess that's my point, right? That's the one thing. That's just the wire. That's not 
the drilling. That's not the paint. You know what I mean? Like, like, like every single thing you choose or do adds up. I mean, it's not just, hey, I'm building a house and I'm doing these two things. I mean, you're not just putting up studs and then and then siding and calling it done. There's so much that goes into it. Yeah, behind the scenes, you um, know, or, you know, the, yeah, the little the code. little things you don't see that's code. Um, while I'm, I don't know why I'm stuck on the electrical, but while you're on electrical, I mean, there's plates, these, they're, you know, nail it to, to keep you from nailing into it. There's, there's plates and stuff that 99% of the homeowners don't even know exist behind the wall that, you know, but, but by code, you got to put them in and, and, and that's not mm-hmm. free. You got to buy those and you got to put those in and. Well, it's uh, a. Uh, uh, I'm getting excited. That's all right, but it, it is it is a cost, okay? Yep. That people don't associate with, and uh, you're correct there. It's like the plumbers, you know, when he runs, you know, in between us, anywhere he runs through the floor, he has to put a plate in yep. it so you can't drive a drywall nail right. to it. Or those plates are strong enough that they can, an eight penny uh, gun nail won't shoot it, won't right? shoot through it. Yep. See, so that that's an important part there that people overlook. That's it. That's it. Well, we're going to take another break here, and then we'll come right back right after this. Thanks for listening to us. Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as... As $1, one-time fee, $1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford, every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right, all about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. And hey, don't forget the steak dinner coming up tonight. You can go over there and watch the App State game and eat rock and roll kitchen steaks, salmon and uh, chicken tonight. Yeah, got chicken. chicken yeah. And uh, nice. You know, we're trying to cater to everybody. You know, don't forget for vegetarians, you can come get a baked potato or a salad. Nice. I like a baked potato. Of course, I like. Bacon and stuff like that. I might be baked potato, which doesn't make it vegetarian anymore. But well, you know, that's that, just me. But that's for vegetarian people. Yeah, that's yeah. hey, everyone. Hey, I don't, I don't knock it. I just like bacon. I like meat. Anyway, so let's get back into this, um, this discussion here. I'm, I don't know why I'm excited this morning. It's, it's, it's one of those days, I guess. But he's got parked cars. Uh, parked cars. Yeah, that's the reason yeah. why. But. Uh, and, and I got back late last night, so maybe I'm just a little delirious. Our, well, Carson did a good Carson job. Carson did good. I mean, they won. Uh, excuse and, and, me. Yeah, the, the total team did. But yes. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm jealous about my or, or, or partial about my my boy, my little baby boy. Um, but you know, anyway, I say all that. So getting back to this cost of uh, of building thing, and you know, again, there's so many factors into it. Well. We live in the mountains, obviously, and, we, and we've talked about how all the flat land in the mountains and the valleys, all the flat land is gone. Yeah. 
There is you. You show me a flat property in the in in the high country. Uh, I dare you. Show me a blank, an, an open flat. Well, if it is flat, besides a football field, it's, it, it's probably it's probably in the flood plain uh, or the flood way. Yeah. So, my point being is, we live in the mountains, and the mountains are not flat, and therefore, the again, the cost of buildings higher, but. There's a lot that goes into that when, when you're talking about building on the side of a mountain. Well, you know, uh, there is a lot more into it because think about it. You know, your road's going to cost you more, mm-hmm. okay? Your septic tank's going to cost you more. Your well's not necessarily going to cost you more, not unless the health department tells you have to put it in another See that? Yep. another spot on your lot where you have to go in and doze in another road just to get your well in see yep. so that's all unexpected cost and uh but another thing about it is is the amount of cut that you have to do to get on that steep lot right so you're either going to make a bigger cut or you're going to go deeper in the ground mm-hmm. okay because your foundation has to be on solid ground yep a lot of problems that you see with older homes that are failing is because part of the foundation's on fill. Right. And then and then it's just it's just given out, right? And, yeah, and you know, Tar Hill basement and Ramjack has made a living off these contractors mm-hmm. that didn't put their house on solid ground. Okay. Well yeah, but then that raises up other that opens another can of worms, right? If I dig in to get to solid ground again we're on the side of a mountain if i have a 30 percent grade and i dig in and i have to go down you know i could very well go down 20 30 feet correct uh, on and you know from the top sur- from the original top surface correct and uh to give you an idea uh we worked on a house at linville ridge and the lower side of the house was 52 block mm-hmm. high to get that house in yeah okay the back side of it that they backfilled against was 18 feet high. See? See, so they had to bring in field to, to do that. Uh, well, when, but now you've got to worry about, okay, uh, first of all, you got to worry about sliding down the mountain, and that's a whole other thing. But you can't just dig one place. Anything you dig affects everything up above it. Correct. And so now you got retaining walls that you have to put in. And that's an added cost. And, you know, it's it's a whole can of worms. And North Carolina changed the code on retaining walls. It used to be five foot out of the ground. Now it's four. Okay. And that uh, and that's exposed area. Okay. But how how far into the ground does it have to go? Uh, is there, is there, does the code state that? Most most retaining walls are engineered. Yeah. Okay. So you got a guy comes, you know, an engineer comes out and looks at it. Okay. And... So that's 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 an added cost, you know. Uh, here I'm looking at a picture of an Asheville home here that's got a retaining wall uh, by the ha- on the side of the house, and the retaining wall is 12 foot tall. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know here we've been talking about the football today. If you go around ASU, yeah. you can see these large retaining yes. walls. You know those those uh, over here on 105 at the gas station, Zippy's. There's a big mm-hmm. retaining wall at that. And all that, all that's engineered, right. and all that has to be done correctly, or it's going to fail. Well, and that's that's the thing, and and you know, it's it's easy to see these big, you know, commercial jobs. They issue, you know, behind the stadium there, like you said, when you got these big complexes, even behind the radio station here, uh, against the the river or the creek bank. Yeah. Um. You know, yes, those are big, but 
there's some houses that have to do pretty much the same thing. You know, when you get in, even though it's residential, you you go up. I mean, I, how many times have you been up driveways that are so hard to get up? They're they're almost too steep. All the gravel washes off of them. Correct. Um, and you know, and then when you get up, then they got a they've got a you know an eight foot retaining wall that's holding the when you make the turn in, in the driveway to go up the next part. There's you know eight foot twelve foot retaining wall holding it up. Yeah, we uh, looked at a job a few years ago. Well, about. 10 years ago where the retaining wall was two sections one section was probably five foot and there was no problem with it but the other section that was 20 foot high was blowing out yep i was reading something where the um like what is considered a steep grade and and gentle slopes is generally considered anything under 10 degrees um you know four to ten degrees is considered a gentle slope Moderate slopes is in the ten to fifteen, but then steep slopes is when you get over fifteen, and uh, of course, then you got like extremely steep. You know, when you get over thirty, um, but you think about that when, when you I mean it doesn't take if if you remember back in your uh, back in your old geometry days, you know when you calculate slopes and stuff. I mean, it's a, a three inch, um, you know, three inches in th- in in uh, thirty six feet. You know, that's eight percent grade. Well, Will's house. I mean, thirty-six feet inches. Well, three inches and thirty-six. In other words, three inches and thirty and three feet is is considered an eight percent grade. And, now, uh, typically, you would measure that out in feet, not inches. But you know what I'm saying. Well, there's a difference between roof slope and grade slope. Mm-hmm. Uh, grade slope's done in a hundred foot. Right. You know, like yep. you see a mountain. That's uh, a road says eight percent grade for the next five miles. Okay, that's eight eight feet and a hundred feet. Yep. And uh, but. Is not much when you think about it. I mean, we is, can we can it, all. It is when you're pulling. It is when you're pulling. No, but what I'm saying, like it's it's not much to find. I guess is it's not uncommon. I guess is where I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if there's, I mean, think about it. How many hills, even yards, right? How many people got to have to push a lawnmower up their yard, and you realize real fast that going up, you know, eight feet and a hundred feet is not very hard. I mean, mm-hmm. not very hard to find is what I'm no, trying to say. Like, right. like, like it's a common occurrence. Um, it, it is very hard to push up. Yes, uh, is being my point. So. But they, you know, there's houses out here on on steep grades where they have. I've seen them have two sub basements. Yep. And what I mean by a sub basement is is the traco goes in, digs a spot out for him to set himself, digs down again for a flat spot to set again. And then they start the foundation down there. So you got to work yourself out or to it. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, your first section of your foundation might be up 10 foot. Mm-hmm. All right. Then it ties back into another footer. So it's wider again. Yeah. That's and then it comes up to your regular basement. Almost like a stair step to get up to, to get up to it. And uh, that's, you know, that's to keep your footprint smaller. Yeah. All right. And uh, I got to, yeah. I got to reading the, uh, I don't have them now, but I, I uh, Blue Ridge Mountain Club mm-hmm. was a good indication about we want a small footprint, but this is what you have to do to build yeah. on steep slope. Yeah. Okay, and that's how they got into it with sub basements. Yeah. All right, and each well, sub basement has to be a living area, so now you have to calculate yeah, how to get into it. That's what I was getting to say. Like you have to, and more importantly, you have to get out of it, right? Like yeah. the egresses, and that, and I think that's. You know, it's great. And, and, you know, I'm a big proponent of if I'm building a house on the side of the mountain, 
per when this goes back to that magic number is broad paintbrush per square foot but per square foot by adding a basement if you're already digging out 20 30 feet even even 10 feet per square foot you're better off just building the basement correct or you know instead of a crawl space or but you know even an unfinished basement but you'll leave my when i built my uncle's house around 2002 you know, it was on a very slight grade, mm-hmm. and I went ahead and still put a four-foot crawl space under it. And uh, to give you an idea, 28-foot wide, yep. uh, there was uh, two block in the back, and only one block was covered. So right. we had a little under four. We had 40, right. 42 inches exposed. Sure. You know, but it made it easier for people to work. Yeah. I've just never understood, and, and, and I know this is just me, but I've never understood where— you have a crawl space that's 10, 12 feet tall. Why don't you just make it a basement? But that's. I agree with you. Anyway, let's just take another break. We'll come right back right after this. Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as as $1, one-time fee, $1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford, every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right. All about home construction here on WAT. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Um, so I, I have a question for you as we, um, and, and first of all, I'm glad the break's over. By the way, Randy's over here telling some great jokes, and, and I'm glad to get back into the show and not his jokes, his termite jokes. Clint eats wood. That, that's his new pet, termite. Clint eats, eats wood. wood. Hey, that's, no, that was somebody said that. Oh, uh, I don't know. Randy's jokes. Where's, where's mine's at? Well, you know, you're, you're talking about construction costs now. Let's get back in the, the let's go off topic here. Louisiana mm-hmm. was the first state to pass a law that all homes had to be built out of treated wood. Now, I wonder what's happened to that since they took the arsenic out. Oh, I thought about that. Because the four termites eat, eat pressure treated wood now. Well, the Formosa termites could. Mm-hmm. You know, the Formosa termites will actually eat through the mortar in your block. Yeah. I've heard that. I've never seen them, but I've heard that. But Well, let's finish up here about this steep slope a little bit, because I have a question. You know, when we do, you know, we kind of started the show talking about how these these unattainable phone, uh, cost per square foot. Most of that in North Carolina is considered in the Piedmont or coast where you're building on slab. Slab, um, slab, slab. Yeah, on grade. Um, why don't we see more like peered type construction like you know stilts if you will well you know we built will's house on stilts okay and we built it on a 62 percent grade we actually built the house energy efficient i mean it ain't but 1250 square foot but it was 80 dollars a month and but 
we had one post in that foundation that was an eight by eight that was actually 28 foot long okay so we met the 45 degree rule for blowout from the footers behind it now explain that to me real fast uh if on a post house or on your deck post okay let's say on your lower footer of your house Mm -hmm. okay now that it when a footer's poured the engineers look at it that it it change the footer footprint is at a 45 degree angle so even though it's let's say the footer's 16 inches wide right it's a 45 degree expansion as it comes out okay okay because the way the house pushing it down the, the 45 degree angle is going to get wider and deeper okay all right so when you put the next footer below it you've got to put it down lower than what the 45 degree blowout gotcha. would be I know it's hard to understand. No, I'm, well, you're, you're, you're saying, you know, it's not a big deal on a flat surface because, you know, you're going out 45 degrees, you're not touching it. But when you get on a on a 30-degree slope, 45 degrees is greater than 30 degrees. Yeah, because see. And so you've got to go down sometimes. I'm seeing what you're saying. Because on the back the back piers, we had to be, the top of the footer had to be two foot under the ground. Yeah. Okay, so we, there, there that is. So we calculated what what the 45 would be to the center footer so we had to go down lower than that so Mm -hmm. if it ever blew out it'd blow out above the footer right so the lower footers were even deeper than that now we were able to step up on the two the middle footer and the other footer but we had to have a 28 foot post on the lower side and when we backfilled it we was only out of the ground 15 foot Uh but you know everybody probably out there listening going well what's the cost of that and i said well, to give you an idea, we saved $19,000 on doing a masonry foundation Okay, by putting it on piers. And we another thing we was able to do was we were able to get the treated piers with the arsenic in it. Aha. Uh-huh. See, now we can, or, we can order them. Contractors can order yeah. them. Homeowners can't Still? Them. Still, like even now? Yeah. Okay. And certain, you know, like uh, for certain things that you do, we can use them in. Nice. But, you know, now they're wanting us to put our uh, post deck on piers now instead of putting them in the ground because they're not holding up. I'm with you. All right. Another show in the books. Again, don't forget about the dinner tonight. And uh, have a good time. Good luck, Randy. Hey. Rock and roll kitchen fired up, man. Hey, last one was such a success. Thank you all. Love it. All right, man. We'll see you next time. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast all about home construction. Our show airs live on WATA Radio in Boone, North Carolina, every Saturday morning. Check out our Facebook page, All About Home Construction. Leave your tips and comments there. Also, subscribe, like, and share this with a friend.